Our guest is uh, former Senator Don Kelly. And Senator, again, great, great to have you. Thank you for joining us. And Senator, I know you're a proud lawyer. I, I am too. Uh, I'd like you to talk about the importance of lawyers in general in our society. And, and just, if you will, discuss your profession. I know you're retired now, but talk about that. I mean, t- tell, well, tell our listeners about what it meant to be a lawyer. Well, that was the grandest thing in the world to me. It was almost like being in the Senate. I meant because it was a service to ordinary people. I didn't represent insurance companies and corporations and and all of that. I represented people, as you well know. And uh, I meant it, it, it. I loved it. I loved trying lawsuits. And I meant uh, tried a jillion of them. And uh, to me, it was it was. And you're no athlete, Billy. So I meant. It reminded me of a football game. <laughs> I meant, you know, you're on offense, you're on defense, and by gosh, you're playing to win. And I, that's what kept me stirred up about the profession of law. And uh, yeah, it was just a grand thing. I, I, I'm disappointed in the, in the business community because they hate lawyers. Let's just face it. And uh, they do everything in their power to destroy the way you and I make our living. And you want to know the reason they do that? Yes, sir. The reason they do that is because we're one of the few groups outside of the major business corporations who can match them dollar for dollar in elections. So, I mean, there's been an intent ever since I went into the legislature to destroy trial lawyers. It's that simple. And of course, nobody wants one until you need one. Right. But then, I mean, if you, if you do a decent job and you're good, those people are going to love you forever. And it's just a, a generic statement that's made out there. Well, we don't like lawyers. Well, that's, uh, Ed Stimel and the lobby helped build that reputation. Right. I was going to ask you, but yeah, the old, when I was working in the legislation in the 80s, as I was working my way through college and yeah. law school, Ed Stimel was walking the halls, but so was Victor Busey. And those are two names I wanted to ask you about as you know, kind of transitioning from the legal issues, but you know, lobby and the trial lawyers and then labor. You had those entities down at that time. Talk about that dynamic and how you managed that. Well, it was hard because... Where I was from up here, I mean, it was not necessarily a labor district, but I loved Victor Busey, and I loved his guy, Gordon Flory, who was uh, the agent for my uncle at the glass factory. He was a big union man up in Shreveport, and Gordon and I got to be just great friends. And uh, Ed Stimel had the utmost respect for him. And the greatest respect I have for Ed is this. After they passed right to work, Stimel finally admitted it was a mistake. Ed Stimel said he made the biggest mistake he could have ever made in doing that. And when I got ready, when I gave my retirement <laughs> speech down there, I basically said the same thing. I said, I made two bad votes as far as I was concerned in the Senate in 20 years. One was, because of Romer, 
I abandoned Sammy Nunez, who was my dear friend, and I shouldn't have done that, and I apologized to him a jillion times over it and helped get him, put him back in there. I was on the Senate presidency. Yes, right? that's Senate presidency. Right. That's correct. And that I remember that vote. I remember that. Yeah. You got put in a bad spot. Oh, I, I, mean, they, wrong. I was supposed, Talk to, be about a, that, tell, I was supposed to be a floor leader for Buddy. Mm-hmm. And I tried, I, I tell you what happened to Buddy Romer. It's this simple. I fooled around. I owned a ranch in Colorado at that time, and I fooled around. I got through my election. I didn't have a runoff or anything. I took off to Colorado for four weeks. And Buddy was, Edwin conceded, and Buddy was elected governor. Well, with all due respect, he, I wasn't there to help guide him. And uh, I met, and he got with Pepe Bruno, John Hankel, all those ultra-conservatives down there. All from New Orleans. All from New Orleans. And he convinced, they convinced him that he had to change the leadership. Well, when I got back, I went to him and I told him, I said, Buddy, you're wrong. I said, the Sammy Nunez's, the Leonard Shawbears, the 60 Rayburns, those people will be as loyal to you. I said, I saw it during Train's administration. I saw it during Edwin's administration. I said, they'll, they'll be just as loyal to you as they were, but I, I never could convince him. And he, he struck out to make a leadership change. And when he did, that's what did him in. I've always wanted to ask you this question. Why didn't you ever want to be Senate president? You just, did you feel like you could be more effective, as, I, not as president? I thought as a floor leader I could do more for my district. And I just thought I could, I could be more effective there than I could be as a Senate president. You could and have easily I, been elected. Easily. But, I mean, at the same time, I mean, I just didn't, I just, I didn't have any hankering for it. Now, you got to remember, Billy, you were with me all through this time. Yes, sir. And, I mean, that's almost a full-time job. And, heck, I had to come home try me eight or ten lawsuits a year. Yeah. And I couldn't have done that if I was president of the Senate. And that's the primary reason that I just didn't do it. But then, I, you know, I, I enjoyed the floor leadership better than I did being president of the Senate. And, yeah. You know, another issue, you, you know, you had um, the, the remarkable capability. Again, our, our guest on Billy West Live is former state senator Don Kelly. You had the remarkable ability to reach across the aisle to go get votes from Republicans. Of course, there weren't labels as much then no, as there are but now. there were some Republicans then. Yeah, but, you know, everybody wasn't encamped. I mean, I don't remember at least like no, that it was in the '80s. And but you had the ability on some. If they disagreed with you, you had the ability to go sit down and talk to them, and they would talk to you. You'd compromise. You'd come back, and guess what? The bill would get better, and a law would get passed. That's right. What's What's going on in Washington and Baton Rouge now, where everybody's labeled and everybody just has their fangs sharp for each other, and nobody talks to you. Everybody talks past each other now. Well, in the first place, the guys that are serving nowadays. Their only dedication is to a party, not to the state of Louisiana, not to the United States. I mean, you know, I mean, when you got a bill that came through, uh, like in Washington, on the uh, uh, COVID bill, I mean, not one Republican voted for it in the Senate or in the House. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's good for poor people. It's good for working people. They may not appreciate it, because about half of them go vote Republican. But at the same time, I mean, when you stop and think about it, 
That money came from Democrats, and it came from Joe Biden. And uh, But I don't know that they appreciate it. But excuse my English, they'll damn sure take it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question about that. But in the Senate nowadays, you, you know, I, I did want to ask your comments about our two present-day United States senators. But before I ask you that question, what, John Bro, Bennett Johnson, guys oh, that God. I know you were close to, I admired. But they had the ability, Bennett Johnson was more conservative probably than John, but both were reasonably conservative guys, but they were Democrats who worked with everybody. Worked with everyone. But they were like you, Senator, in that they had the ability to, behind the scenes, get things done and delivered for Louisiana. Do you see that happening now with our president? No, Senator? not at all. Not Senator at all. Senator Kennedy or Senator Cassidy? No. Well, Cassidy, I think he's turned it around. I, I see lately where he has decided, I think there are 10 U.S. senators up there that have started meeting with Biden, right. and and Cassidy is one of them, and I meant when he had the, the guts to do what he did, I meant I applaud him for that. But, uh, uh, you know, he he still didn't vote for the, for the COVID bill. Not one Republican voted for the COVID bill. Louisiana is going to get between four and six billion dollars from that bill, and I'm at. It is ironic to sit up and watch these Republicans nowadays sit there and talk about how what they're going to do with the money. How are we going to spend it? You know. It's interesting, isn't it, Senator, that, that some of them have gone back to their district to brag about the things they're bringing home to the district and they didn't vote for the bill. That's right. In fact, I mean, it's a great number. I've got all their names listed at the House. Uh-huh. I, I meant uh, 90% of them, especially in the House of Representatives, the Louisiana House of Representatives, they wrote John Kennedy and Bill Cassidy and ask them not to even seat, not to recognize the President of the United States. And I, I mean, and now they're down there talking about, oh, well, how are we going to spend this money? And I mean, it, you know, it really, I mean, it's, it's kind of comical in a sense. I mean, to me, that's, that's unreal, but it is what it is. It, it's the times we're living in. It's the times we're living in. It is. Yeah, you mentioned a little earlier. Again, our guest today is Senator, former State Senator Don Kelly. Senator, you, you kind of talked a little bit about disappointing votes you had in the Senate. But talk about what, what maybe was your greatest legislative achievement in you in the Senate? What, what would you What would you say to that? Well, some of the greatest achievements I had were were doing things in my district. I, I, I mean, I can't sit here. I, I mean, most sessions down there when I was the chief floor leader for two governors. I'd handle as many as 200 bills a year or a session. And I can't remember what I think was the best and all that, but uh, I, I, the thing that I was most proud of was constituency service. I helped a many a person get jobs. Yes, you did. I mean, I helped a many a person individually that was having problems. And it wasn't lawyer business, it was Senate business. Mm-hmm. And I, I meant, you know, it's just... And then the things that we brought home, I meant, you know, the fort. Uh, God knows how much up at Northwestern, you know. But And then in other parts of the district, too. I but mean, always... Yearly budgetary fights for Northwestern were a challenge, weren't they? They really were. 
and you delivered for, for Northwest. Well, I think they would tell you that. Well, well, they need to tell you it in a different way. We need to make sure there's a building named after you quickly, if not one, several. Well, there won't be any, so I, well, I, I, I know just, of. I would suggest that would be not only... Well, I'm not going to comment on that. Well, on that. If they don't want to do it, that's their business. Well, you know? I, I will. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm happy but, to say uh, that, that that needs to happen. But you were you something, uh, a force in, in your own uh, dimension in Baton Rouge when it came to funding for Northwestern. And Northwestern should be forever grateful to you, Senator Kelly. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that. But I mean, you know, that was part of the job as far as I was concerned. I mean, I... You know, Bobby Adloss, I met was, I met some people didn't like him, but I loved him. And, uh, I thought he was one of the greatest presidents that we've ever had. In fact, I mean, he saved this school up here as far as I'm concerned. Sure. As we kind of end this segment of, of the show again, Billy West Live, you're, you're joining us on this podcast and our guest is former state senator Don Kelly. In 1991, in my, View, this is my opinion. I, I think you were at the height of your political power and your political acumen was so right on for the state. At the end of Buddy Romer's term, Edwin was going to run again. But a lot of people wanted you to run for governor in 1991. A lot of people think you might have been elected. Why didn't you choose to run for governor in 1991? I, I wouldn't dare run against uh, Edwin and I wouldn't dare run against Buddy Romer. I, I just never was one to, to do that. And the uh, one time that I will tell you, if you're going to talk about the governor deal there just a minute, well, I met the one time I was going to run, I met, we had planned it. And that was for Mike Foster's second term. Yes, sir. As you know, I like to give people credit for what they did. Mike Foster probably did more for education in this state than any other person, but he hated lawyers. I mean, he tried to destroy our profession because somebody filed a workers' comp suit on him down in wherever he lived down there. But I was going to run against him. It's in 2000. Uh, yeah, whatever the year. I can't remember the year, but it was for his second term. Yes. I had a lot of support. I had the old Edwin crowd. I had the African-American crowd. I meant, uh, you know, it was, I had the trial lawyers and, uh, we were getting ready to do it. Mm-hmm. The people I was that were supporting me had had raised five million dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a lot of money back in those days. And uh, anyhow, it didn't happen because Bill. I, I will all well. I shouldn't say that. I, I might not should say this, but no, I'm going to say it. I think that. Mike Foster went to Bill Jefferson and got him to declare from Paris, France, that he was going to run for governor. Right. Well, I knew then that I, uh, I you know, I, I couldn't win without the African American vote in in the uh, in the governor's race, and uh, so I didn't run. That would have but, certainly limited your Oh, your I, I couldn't have won. I couldn't win it. I couldn't win it. But if I could, let me tell you something. I'll always believe I could have beat old Mike Foster if I'd have had the total African American community, organized labor, and, and, and just my people. Sure. Oh, courthouse gang stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I could have beat him. But I couldn't beat him without the African Americans. And so I didn't run. 
That's now, awesome. to put the quietus on that, uh-huh. I laughed and told a person, I'm not going to tell you, but he was close to the U.S. Attorney's Office in in New Orleans. I told him, I said, uh, I, I want you to do me a favor. I said, tell that U.S. Attorney down there if he can get old Bill Jefferson to admit that that $90,000 that was in his freezer is really came from Mike Foster. I said, tell him, you know, to, to cut him a few years off of his sentence. <laughs> but anyhow, that didn't happen. <laughs> and to, again, Senator Don Kelly is our, our, our guest today on Billy West Live. Did, did, did you ever consider running for the United States Senator Congress? No. Never wanted to go to Never Washington. wanted to go to Washington. I didn't think you did. I just wanted to ask you and get your thoughts on that. We're going to take another break on Billy West Live. We're going to come back with Senator Don Kelly and get his thoughts on several other elected officials and other 